0: Uh, unaccounta, una, unaccounta, unaccounta, unaccountability? <laughs> <Unacurability>? <laughs> that's funny Bro, how did your brain come up with that word, bro? That was, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> my fucking said, unacru- <laughs> I was actually trying to spell it out in my head. <laughs> Unaccurability? <laughs> that shit was funny, bro. Hey fantasy in We talk the touchdowns, receptions, yeah. interceptions. Yeah. They got a band to kick We need that correction. Yeah. Talking out, yeah. we flexin'. Yeah. How many of y'all you collect? Yeah. We tryna get that winning record. Yeah. What it is? Hope it's what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy and of Podcast. Today is September the first. Uh
1: huh. As always, if you listen, it's the first of the
0: month. As always, if you listening to this, make sure you um subscribe, give us some comments, give us some likes. What else? Uh, on YouTube, check whatever. out the website. Check out the, the rankings. Everything, man. We got
1: everything. we got everything. You know, you know, the need season
0: is nine days away less than two weeks man so you know right. the content's about to be ramp, you know ramped up so just get ready man year two Whatever. let's get it let's Whatever. get it going in this session that make sure you tell a friend and tell a friend and tell, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend thanks uh, though. Listen in. oh i thought you was gonna say something else but you
1: <laughs> oh no 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 i just want to add no, just bit. listen
0: just listen no. <laughs> hey guys guess what just listen to the podcast I'm out As all that's all you was, need to be say that's all you need to say I thought you was gonna drop a bar though it was kind of like rhyming. bars yeah that would have been nice but you know it would have been like the locks straight to the point uh, sorry like to let you guys
1: down
0: like the Migos <laughs> more like the Migos. as always we want to make sure we take time on a serious note to acknowledge the fallen kings and queens uh not to mention Bianca taylor's murders are still alive not alive but but they are alive but still like not in jail um did y'all see the the article that said they offered uh her husband or her boyfriend whoever it is that was in the house like I didn't read all of it. I didn't. I saw like the headline, but I didn't know how much, you know, got to check the sources on a lot of these shits. Where'd it come from? Yeah, I don't know. It was something. Yeah, I, I got, you know, got to check the sources before I can give an opinion on some shit like that. Well, whether here or there, man, we want to make sure we say rest in peace to everybody out there. And, um, man, just how many more, man? It's just, dang. But yeah man it, it sucks that we got to say this every podcast you know what I'm saying that we got to bring the mood down like this but it is what it is man until it until we until they matter man we gonna keep on saying it man black lives matter man so we gonna go ahead and take a sir moment of silence so here we go all right boom and we back. we gotta get some kind of happy music or something after that like drop arms boom. Like, all right like some kind of happy music But anyway, man, we're gonna get into why we are here for today. We are this is our official sleeper and breakout. Let's go the most exciting episode of the year. Last year, we straight crushed it. You know what I'm saying? You know, we we told you about guys like Aaron Jones, Kenny Galladay, Mark Andrews, you got uh Jameis Winston. Man, just go hey. You, and it's it's on wax. You can go back and listen to it. We 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 hit on them. So let's get it. year too, man. Let's see if we can follow it up. Ain't nothing like a two peat. What's better than one billionaire? Two billionaires. Hey, I thought you was <laughs> Beyonce voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro, <laughs> no. <laughs> bro. <laughs> why would you even think that?
1: <laughs> Please don't is ever funny. have that thought of me again. i just to come <in. laughs> <Game> is playing.
0: <funny. laughs> Stupid uh, boy.
1: Hey, man, even when
0: say. they look the same hue as you. Farce. <laughs> <laughs> How many oh. albums, Jay-Z got? Like what, 11, 12? I lost um, count. He had 11 at uh, Blueprint 3, I want to say. Cause I mean, he right. was like more hits than an hour eleven. That is no reason to treat me like I'm somehow from out of heaven. Right, okay, you know, this fantasy. You know, fantasy, you know? <laughs> let's get Jay Z bars at. all day. Let's get into some of the news and notes. since the last time we potted? It. It's been a lot. <laughs> it has been a lot. Um, you can tell we are getting close to football season. I think this is it's the last real. weekend coming up without football. <sighs> Bro, this is crazy. But anyway, so the first bit of news, I think we all should start off with the Jaguars have officially cut Leonard Fournette. That is uh, crazy. being claimed. That was as of today, three hours ago. So I don't think he'll be claimed. So he'll probably be a free agent. That's what uh, sources are saying. So one, how do y'all feel about that? And two, where do y'all think he's going to go? Man, It's crazy, man, because, I mean, this is just a perfect example of how fast a top even, you know, running backs period, but this dude was a, you know, a top 10 pick in the first round, you know? And three years later, he doesn't have a job, man. So that just goes to show how easy it is for a running back, you know, to just become, just to lose all his value that quick. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's weird, man. It feels, it it really feels out of spite, bro. (laughs) Because I was talking to y'all about the, you know, about it earlier. It's like, if y'all really trying to tank, you know, Leonard Fournette is not going to be the reason why y'all can't tank, bro. Like the running back himself is not going to win you games. So that's it. Just seems that w- that was weird. <laughs> What's weird.
1: name, Terry Henry?
0: Yeah, but uh, I mean, in terms of where he ends up at, man, I have no clue because wherever he goes, somebody going to be mad. Bruce Arians, go- Bruce Arians said they got to see. Yeah, exactly. So I need to hurry up and get my these. These sleeper picks out before that <laughs> <shit> happens. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> you got anything? Oh, spoiler there? alert! Spoiler alert! All right, so coming in at the next piece of news Chris Carson declares himself 100%, in- 100% healthy after coming off of the hip injury. How That's you, you, know, Javar? you like uh, Chris Carson that moves him up in your rankings, given the Leonard from that news?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, of course, everybody gonna jump for net at this situation, but they just clarify you know, take around the range of girl and he should be good to go. He's going to get a lot of carries if healthy and on the field. And Penny, not back. It's nobody really there to touch (laughs) his (laughs) touches. Take his touches. Balls, but Javar come in but, live
0: our- <laughs> Hey, you know you can laugh at yourself, though, man. You good, bro? You know what I mean? I <laughs> it's like it registered to him like a second later. <laughs> Coming live from a ruffles bag. Yeah, you know, he's stupid. <laughs> but yeah, man, you know that's just great news, bro. Like we, you know, we talked about him on our running back episode, just how efficient he was, man, and how dominant he was. So you're getting a RB one in the third round. I want to say he's going in. So. You know that's that's just great news to hear, bro. Because you know he was he was injured. To, him and Penny, you know, was injured to start the year uh, off season. So mm-hmm. exactly what you want to hear, man. Uh, I think I moved him up in my top fifteen now. Um, Saints, he might, have, running, he might have been right outside it. I think he was right outside it for me. Saints running back Alvin commit. Saints running back Alvin Kamara intends to show up tomorrow for practice after missing several days following an epidural shot. To his back last Thursday, a lot of rumors were swirling that he wasn't showing up to camp because of the contract situation. But that is according to NFL Network that the the parts are not too far apart in the contract talk. So all the trade rumors might just be um, Twitter jabber. So how do y'all feel about Alvin Kamara moving forward? Does that change him being in y'all top five rankings?
1: I mean, not really until something happened. You know, you get a blur. Like, if you were to draft right
0: now, like, I mean... You know, what do I have? I have them right around Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, who just got, you know, the new contract. So, you know, when it comes to, like, that type of situation, I might take one of those guys over him just because it is some uncertainty. Mm -hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think they're going to trade him or anything. Big
1: old facts. I don't either. They trying to go for it all. They ain't like the Jags.
0: AJ Green is still limited in individual drills, so he's not practicing with the team. I know, um, but I still think that's um, AJ Green could come back and have a good year. I think I still think he starts week one, even though Joe Burrow has came out and said he has a, a good connection with Tyler Boyd. I think Tyler Boyd is uh, on the on the verge of a good year. I actually should have chosen him as my breakout. Now that I'm thinking about it, but um uh, yeah. uh, y'all want, got anything on that? Sound good. Uh, yeah, he's better than he was last year. I mean, you know, when he got hurt last year, he wasn't practicing at all. So, you know, this is kind of scary news for all the early drafters out there. But if he's back, you know, on the practice field, at least at, you know, at some capacity, then... If you still you know, get him in that eighth round, what is it, what his ADP is right now? Anybody know? Uh, it would have to be in the, around there because he got injured, so I'm pretty sure it dropped yeah. a little bit. So if you can get uh, him in the eighth round and then the next time... I mean, if he comes out and be a, a wide receiver one, like he is a wide receiver one. You know, what I'm saying he's the same age as Julio, and Julio's getting drafted in the first round. So exactly, we know that Julio time. ain't been missing no games though. <laughs> <laughs> Julio, but but the point is that when he's on the field, he's mm-hmm. still like, elite. Yeah, so that's it. He's going. He's still going at six eleven right now. So he dropped like some a couple spots, but he's still going. He's going before Tyler Boy. I would not take yeah, him over to Tyler Boy right now. I can't do I think it. The rankings probably need to just adjust. I'm wow. talking about a fantasy football calculator. Yeah, I'm not taking him. Yeah. Uh, the Raiders have placed Tyrell Williams on the injury reserve list, in- ending his season. Uh, he was last said to be trying to play with a torn labrum. I thought that was crazy in the first place, but it doesn't really affect the legs. That's what he's known for. But apparently he's now on the IR, and so uh, Brian. Brian Edwards. <laughs> Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs, Ruggs Hunter Rundle. Renfro's is now going to be back, probably going to be starting in three-wide receiver sets. Waller, DeWaller. I yep, should Mike put this. out there. That's Jacob. Everybody. Everybody get up on him. <laughs> because, I mean, he was going to be on the field, I feel like, because as talented as we believe Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs to be, they are rookies. So, you know, he's a veteran. He's been there, done that. So, he was going to get some, you know, playing time. But. So, this just opens the door for, you know, the, the young guys to to shine.
1: Ooh, can't wait to see what Brian Edwards can do. I got him everywhere.
0: Yeah, it's like the, the path to, you know, w- you know to breaking out. You can see it with Brian Edwards, man. It's becoming more clear and clear. The Bengals and Joe Mixon have reached uh, agreement on a four-year extension per Adam Scheffler, and Joe Mixon is <laughs> at camp today and is happy. How do y'all feel about uh, Joe Mixon going forward? I feel like this solidifies him. I feel like now he's going around with a purpose. And, uh, and yes, like first thing I want to... Go ahead. Follow the money. Follow the money, yeah. Follow the bag, man. First thing I want to say, it's crazy how, you know, $40 million can just erase a migraine like that, you know, <laughs> which they said was the reason why he won't practice Mr. Epidural up there in New Orleans, get the fuck out of you! He ain't get on that epidural, bro. Y'all talking about the contract, bro? We know no, what's up. I'm not gonna lie. I ne- I did. I know what like epidurals for like pregnancy, but I didn't know like like <laughs> <laughs> like people just get like epidurals like on the regular. Like I didn't know like <laughs> got one. Like, yeah, like, I was like, is that a typo? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to sound dumb, so I just like let it ride. But like, okay, now we on the same page, so cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that's good news for Joe Mixon. Uh, um, great news, man. Chris Herndon, come uh, tight end from the New York Jets, uh, was walked off of tra- off of practice, but he is said to be fine after leaving practice with the uh trainers. I know Carlos talked about him last uh episode on the tight end episode, so Whew. just to had a little many mini, mini uh, panic attack when I got that news, man. I was like, not you know. Just getting all these contract negotiations and injuries and shit, man. It was like, man, please stop getting injuries, you know what I mean? But, you know, came back, everything's good. Hopefully, you know, everything's good to start the year, bro, because that's what messed him up last year after that suspension was the injury. So definitely a healthy season for my players, man, for all players, all players another injury coming out of Philadelphia uh Doug Peterson said Chris Carson should would typically take this week as a rest week cuz this would be the fourth week of preseason um but the injury, wait 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 did, Carson get, did, did Chris Carson get traded? What did I say? Who's Chris, Chris Carson? Carson <laughs> wins. Carson wins. Carson, nah, Carson wins. Nah. <laughs> is nothing major, and he will be ready to play um come week, week 1. one? Yeah, <laughs> you made me mess me up. Hey, you man, messed I, yourself I, up, bro. I didn't mess you up. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Yeah, Mr. Unaccuracy. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like uh, Chris, uh, Carson Wentz is going to be good to go uh, come week one, even though all his wide receivers, well, not all of them, but his wide receivers are starting to uh, dwindle off again, like they did last year. Like his team is starting to one by one. Uh, we yep. seen Taylor Ragar news. He's gonna be out for a couple weeks to start the season. So, look who's gonna win that bet? Um, forget out of here. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! But uh, you gotta do like targets target. per game or some shit, bro, or something. No, That wasn't the best. Season. Now, now, yeah, but she can't. I mean, if a player gets injured, bro, like I just want to change your bet. Bro. Come on now. But um. We already Miles Sanders. I haven't heard anything else about the Miles Sanders since he's been week to week, so I, I assume he's yeah. still... Been. Yeah, I haven't heard anything new on him. Coming out of the uh, another New York Jet, uh, Javar's Javar is on Le'Veon Bell. is expected to be... He's been getting a lot of wide receiver snaps. So how do you feel about Le'Veon? Well, I know how you feel about him, but whatever. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, let's go. What?
1: Y'all know who's gonna line up out there once... Uh... You know, they got all these young receivers. You know, you got no choice to do that. Then you're going to try to get all these running backs. So who knows what Gase is doing up there? I can't tell you. I ain't going to believe it until I see it. He'll line up there probably two, three, maybe two times a game.
0: I think he might line up there more. They said he was on the field and uh, Frank Gore was in the backfield. And you all know how much uh, Adam Gase loves to put Frank Gore on the field. So there's that. Gross. Why does he still have a job? oh let me see let me see what else anything else out there cooper cup it was dealing with i know javar got a little excited Cooper cup was dealing with a um a low ankle sprain he thought it, he said it was um whoever season he said it was in the group chat but it's he wasn't getting excited yeah. about Cooper cup's injury let's just clear that up he was getting excited right. about opportunity <laughs> for his players you know we don't want we don't want to put that energy out there let' just clarify that real quick. But like but like the, the Rams said, it's just a little ankle soreness. And if week one was this week, he would be playing. So all the Cooper Cup uh, owners uh, take a deep breath and we're going to be okay. <clears throat> uh, Marlon Mack has apparently had a fantastic camp, and the Colts also anticipate a major contribution from Jonathan Taylor. But it's going to be a 1-1 punch. So I don't know who the 1-1 is. It could be Naheem Hines and uh, – Marlon Mack or Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor, but we're gonna see. We had we said a saying earlier about following the money, man. It's another saying out there that goes, uh, cream rises to the top. Yep. So my stance remains over under two games for Jonathan Taylor to make Marlon Mack an afterthought. I can- I'm going with the under. <laughs> Let's go.
1: Hellos <laughs> can wait till the football season starts so you can say the cream rise to the top. Hey, it's true though.
0: I didn't see this until just now. That's crazy. Zach Moss is apparently was apparently limited in uh, practice in a non-contact jersey with
1: some kind of a neck injury. Oh, yeah, he just came back. He's supposed to be good and and, and ready.
0: The uh, Justin Jackson of Los Angeles Chargers is getting hurt, and Joshua Kelly is apparently looking uh, not looking too bad at the, at the running back number two. uh. Well, so, do you think Austin Eckler? What do you think that time split is going to be out there between Austin Eckler and whoever running back B is? At- At-
1: the same out-
0: way it was last year before Melvin Gordon came back, I would say. Meaning, you know, Eckler was getting like sixty-five more carries. You know, so he was getting like eight. I want to <laughs> say with Gordon was there, but then without him, he was getting about 13 carries and like, you know, his usual amount of targets. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it was a lot. So that's, I'd say, I'd say, that's I'd what I would I'd see. I would say more so, more so, like the snap percentage. I think maybe what, like, yeah, so probably like 25, say, or yeah, like yeah, 70, 30. exactly. Like 70, 30, 75, 25, somewhere around that range. Mm. So, do you think it's any stock in uh, any of the in, the, in that running back, to being uh flex play? If he, I mean, if he can produce and, and like, is just, you know, super efficient with it. You know, like if, either Josh, Joshua Kelly, or Justin Jackson, they, I see, the, I can see them producing. And some flex I think play. Eckler is going to get the bulk of the work, man. Like when I went back and looked at it, man, like Justin Jackson really didn't have no good weeks last week. Like, you know what I mean? Like Eckler was still used on the goal line. He was getting most of the carries. He's getting all the targets from the running back position. So, <clears throat> and they gave him the money. So I, I see that same thing happening this year. One more thing before we get out of this news section. I saw my boy the sleeper that I picked uh, on a quarterback episode. Dwayne Haskins is apparently having a good camp and is apparently locked up the uh the starting quarterback role. So it's looking good for Dwayne Haskins out there in year two. Um that's just I just wanted to mention that.
1: Weird flex, but okay.
0: <laughs> right. Let's get into what we're here for. I think that's all the news I got. Y'all Are got you it? a
1: fantasy analyst or a news reporter? Come oh, on, get to well, that's together. part of the fantasy analyst
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, But anyway, that's y'all got any more news? Nope. All right, so let's get into our great get, job. Sleepers great sleepers job in the breakouts um, this year. So we're going to start off with where we want to start. Sleepers or breakout? You call it, man. All right, heads and tails, and I call sleepers. So. Let's start with wide receiver sleepers, and let's start with Javar. Javar, who's your wide receiver sleeper? Due to technical difficulties, this will only be the sleeper episode. All right. Yeah. you had to have to say something like that. Because Javar lives in fucking Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And the goddamn boondocks.
1: Thank you, guys.
0: So we're going to go live next week. Hopefully, Javar can get this shit figured out. And we are now live. So anyway, so due to the uh, technical difficulties, like I said, we only going to to do the sleeper episodes and not the breakout episodes. So let's get into the sleepers. And we're going to start off with Carlos this time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right. Let me know some. uh, uh, Let me give you. uh, Well, not let me give you. You give me pause. A um, wide receiver sleeper of yours. All right. All right. So I'm going to go with. Receiver out of Green Bay, um, Allen Lazard. This guy's going currently at 11.07 as the 50th fiftieth receiver off the board. So a couple of reasons why I have him as my sleeper. Um, Packers didn't add anybody in the draft, as we all know. Not only that, he was supposed to be competing with Funches for that uh, number two uh, spot. So they didn't draft anybody, and the guy he was supposed to be competing with opted out. So, you know, that just opened up and created a, you know, pathway to targets. Um, so now he's just going to be competing with, you know, guys that haven't produced when they got the opportunities like um, MVS and Jake Kumaro. So he's locked in as a number two option. Um, and we know that, you know, maybe not in the past, like the recent history, but, uh, you know, we know Aaron Rodgers has a history of making a number two receiver on his team fantasy relevant, like guys like uh, – James Jones, guys like uh, Devontae Adams before he broke out when Jordy Nelson was the alpha out there, and Randall Cobb. So last year, um, you know, he kind of came on at the end of the year, but in the games where he saw at least five targets, he averaged um, 6.6 targets, four receptions, 50 yards, and nine and a half points a game. So I think that's a fair projection to put him at. If he, you know, comes in and is locked in as a number two receiver to, you know, project him as five targets a game. So when you um, put that as a 16-game pace, he had uh, 106 targets, 64 receptions, 800 yards, six touchdowns, and he was the wide receiver number 33 in points per game. So you can get a guy going as the 50th receiver off the board and that could possibly finish as the, um, you know, at wide receiver three and give you those wide receiver three weeks. That's like his baseline if he's the number two option, which I think he will be. And then, just to sum it all up, man, he has Aaron Rodgers' trust. You know, he talked him up last year, and he also talked him up this year during camp where he said that he's, you know, he, he looks at him as an ascending player in this league. So, you know, you want to be on the good side of Aaron Rodgers, man, and if he stays on the good side this year, Ron, I think he's going to you know, be a great sleeper pick. I think this is a, a year, a great year to be on the good side because I think he's gonna come out guns up blazing. They guns say he's blazing. out there doing a discount double check, exactly looking right at Jordan Love. Like what? What? And sure? uh, whoever drafted him and you know fucked up the draft this year.
1: You talking shit? He ain't doing it in in practice in
0: front of them. Nah, he's not really doing that, bro. I, just- <laughs> Dude, I can't understand sarcastic stuff, bro. <laughs> That's like a third. Time. You know you. You know, like you, y'all seen uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, whatever, where, they, where uh, the Batista dude, where dude, yeah. like he, he didn't understand any of the jokes. Yeah, like, you know, all this stuff goes over their, you know, their head. He's like, nothing goes over my head. I have quick reflexes. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> bar, all right, That's I
1: so, hate you. Let's move along. What y'all think about it? Y'all like that? Y'all like that? I'm buying it. I'm buying it. I've been letting them. I've been letting what them sleep. You have a
0: drafts. Um, I have them ranked. I don't have him ranked that high, in, you know, um, in terms of like, okay, like where do you think he finish at? You're not. I like think I, I I think in that, that wide receiver like, three range,
1: right? You know yeah, what I
0: mean, I think wide receiver three. So, receiver thirty
1: four, thirty five. He's going as the 50th receiver <clears throat> off the board, though. So, I mean, I could buy he can't throw to Devontae Adams thirty two times a game. And he's exactly. gonna be around there, exactly. you know is i don't know if that's worried about the tight end position stiffing up so he's going to be declared number two and he's going to be what uh mvs was supposed to be and allison i like it though
0: it depends on where he is i think he's one of a good late round bob this is a sleeper episode <clears throat> uh, so speaking of one of a sleeper episode i'm going to go ahead and give you one of my wide receiver sleepers uh he is a former falcon uh now new england patriot Mohammed sanu he underwent ankle uh, ankle procedure uh last year uh to end the season off but he is now clear from the pup list and he has been reported to be uh his route running to be his route running to be heads and shoulders over everybody to at camp including uh Mikhail. i can't seem to separate harry um <coughs> <laughs> During nine games, including the playoffs with the Patriots, he inclu- uh, he got 27 catches for 218 yards and one touchdown on 52 targets. Uh, that was with Tom Brady there. And Sanu, when given the opportunity, opportunity has always been efficient. Uh, Three-plus years playing with the Falcons, posting over 70% catching rate with at least uh, 11 yards. Uh, 11 yards per reception each year. So, you know, he has been efficient when he does get the ball. So we already see what Snoop can do in a good offense. And I think he came in – well, not I don't think. Well, he came into the year last year with uh, um, not knowing the playbook. And we already know the Patriots have one of the most complex playbooks. And he came in in the, the middle of the year with Tom Brady there. Um, but the, speaking of Tom Brady, who is not there anymore, so that I think Julian Edelman could not – possibly not be the wide receiver number one there because cam newton hasn't had a rapport with any of them yet and uh, i've seen a lot of videos with cam newton and Mohammed sanu uh practicing before training camp had even started like once sanu had got the word that cam newton was going to practice i think they both stay in atlanta or something like that um so i do think that sanu has a great or uh, wide receiver two floor actually i think he could sneak into that ju- where julian edelman was at last year that um that 18 to 25 range actually how y'all feel about that? I like it, man. I mean, yeah, like they, besides Edelman, they don't really have no proven playmakers out there like that, man. Like, you know, Nikhil Harry's supposed to be that. Um, you Kobe know, Myers, you know, he's he showed flashes last year. But, you know, Sanu, he, you know, he showed he could be dependable. You know, and he might just mm-hmm. be that dependable target, you know, rather, you know, other than Julian Edelman. We know he's going to get his. But Sanu can, you know, become another favorite target of Cam Noon. so.
1: And he I, like can pass. I just want exactly. to say, Nikhil can't separate Harry. That is, it was funny. But yeah, man, I mean, <laughs> somebody got to catch the passes. And uh, it's, it's looking like it's going to be some new Edelman. And you can get some new rounds later after Edelman, much cheaper. And he can probably, you know. the
0: ADP, Carlos, for Mohammed I guess I should have looked it up. My bad. Yeah, it's your sleeper, bro. You're supposed to know this. Or, um, the, producer, I let you know. or the producer. Yeah, I'm going to let you know. Give me like two seconds. All right, so, Javar, who you got as your sleeper, wide receiver?
1: Anthony Miller. In 31 career games, Anthony Miller has 85 reception, over 1,000 yards and nine touchdowns. This production is decent, but he hasn't lived up to the height of other consistent 2018 wide receivers that was drafted, such as Calvin Ridley. More Sutton this Shark. According to coaches, Miller is uh, doing better in practice. There's no Tyler Gabriel around, and there's not much competition from Riley really, and other Bears wide receivers. This can be Anthony, Anthony Miller's season. Not to mention, Xavier Rose and Darius Slay have left the division via free agency, leaving Allen Robinson to face the best defender on teams, and Miller having a decent season against second pass and option cornerbacks that are weaker. Miller missed one game in 2019 and was on the field for 64% of the Bears' offensive snaps. He finished the season, catching 52 passes on 85 targets for over 600 yards and two touchdowns. Most of the production came between week 11 and 16, where he caught 34 passes for 433 yards and two touchdowns. Wonder what his numbers would be if he played the whole season on that pace. What would they be, Javar? Over 1,000 yards, <laughs> 90 receptions. <laughs> but on top of that, this is another reason why you need to get this guy. He should just start off hot for you. the fantasy pros, the Bears are one of the easiest schedules for wide receivers heading to 2020, with the seventh easiest for wideouts. As of now, Miller has been taken as the 50th or later receiver off the board. You can save value. Don't expect Miller to go as high as make calf or Ridley. Have one of those seasons unless he hits pay dirt weekly. But he should produce solid wide receiver three, four numbers with upside. The major concern is who will be throwing this guy a ball. Miller has worked well with inaccurate Mitch Trubisky down the stretch last year, but if Nick Foles is the starter, these numbers should only get better. From 2017 to 2018, Foles has a higher rate at targeting slot receivers. While not physically gifted as Trubisky, Foles is a safer option. Miller, who do, who does the better job of scanning the field, going through progressions and making this read. Anthony Miller may not be a top option on his team, but he should be considerable, have considerable touches in Chicago offense. He has shown flashes and improved in the league. 2020 has to be his season, and he has to put it all together. And this could be the year fantasy owners find a steal in late rounds. So listen to me and draft this guy so you can look like a genius in your league.
0: I like it, especially with uh, David Montgomery being out early in the season. I think there's going to be a lot more touches to be uh, going around because Tyreek Cohen is not going to be able—well, not not he's not going to be able to—but he's not going to be giving the ball as much as David Montgomery would be. So I think the ball would definitely be in the air more, and you know they—we've even seen Anthony Miller in the backfield a couple times last year, so. I think he's one of those players that could be very explosive in that offense. And I like one of the points that you mentioned that Tyler, Taylor Gabriel is not there anymore. So it's a lot more, it's a lot of targets out there. The only thing I don't like is the quarterback situation, but you know what I'm saying? The ball, like you said, the ball has to go somewhere. And we already know that I'm all in on Allen Robinson, even though he could be a sleeper right now, because for some reason, people are not talking about him. And he was a wide receiver one last year. Yeah. Crazy, man. Allen Robinson was, top two in targets bro so it was crazy but yeah I, I, I like him man like I say he uh he stole Anthony Miller for me I wanted to use him as my receiver man because um I think you mentioned that stretch that crazy stretch that he had last year he was top five in targets you know for a stretch of time and he was number nine in points per game mm-hmm. so I mean this guy is talented he's he's can't you know he was you know everybody was projecting to be like a breakout type player when he came in the league he just had to deal with injuries and just getting adjusted to the playbook and stuff but you know if he could put together a full year i think him and or i think you know we know alan robbins is going to but i think there's definitely enough room enough target to go around for anthony miller also Maybe fast me too um so i will go next since we'll just wrap it back around pause um my wide receiver, my next wide receiver sleeper I have is Russell Gage, uh, Atlanta Falcon. This could have been a little homer of a pick at first. I thought he was well, not not I thought, but I kind of picked him as a breakout. But I, as I listened to the fellas' uh breakouts, I have decided I'm going to go back in the lab and pick me another one because he wasn't up to par. But even though I do think he could have a big year, but he's not going to have one of those breakout years. Yeah, we had to tell him, like, you know, breaking out from wide receiver six to wide receiver four ain't too much of a breakout, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) But luckily (laughs) we had a lot of technical difficulties, so we won't have to talk about that right now. But, um, yeah, man. So Russell Gage is one of my sleepers last year. I think we said it probably on every episode it could possibly be said on. The Atlanta Falcons are number one in vacant targets. Um, with the departure of Mohammed Sanu and the likes of Austin Hooper and Devontae Freeman, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so last year, Russell Gage saw 74 targets with 47 receptions and 447 yards and nine yards uh, per catch. Uh, with one touchdown he led the Falcons in wide receiver end zone targets which is a gross stat I hope that it doesn't happen again as a Falcon fan but that just shows you that the offense was looking for him in the red zone even though they have Julio Jones which is just gross in itself but that's not why we're here um Week 12 through 17, that's when he became a starter At the Muhammad Sanu left. He got 48 targets, and he caught 32 of them and for 289 yards. So if you were to put that on a pace for a 16, uh, 16, what am I trying to say right now? A 16-game season pace, 16-game pace. Well, man, you know what I'm trying to say. I don't, I think <laughs> when I will be having like a gap and like y'all just be like letting me out there, bro, I'll be like. Hopefully somebody says something. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, yeah. They don't They don't they don't ever say nothing listeners. They don't far, bro? But anyway, we want to see which way your brain gonna go.
1: let <laughs> <laughs> me to it's, say something. It's you it's come over this time? Right. It's entertaining sometimes, so we just let you flow.
0: But that would have been a three game a three target game. That's not really as attractive, but I definitely think there would be more targets to go around. Um, with him being more trusted in the offense. They say he's having a great training camp. Um, stepping into a guaranteed productive role I think in one of the offenses that we feel like if not the top off the top passing offense in the league as they were last year and years previously um, they're definitely gonna be a top three offense in passing Matt Ryan's gonna throw the ball at least upwards to 550 600 times on a good year so I definitely think he's definitely stepping into a role as wide receiver. Um, as a wide receiver three, uh, he's beat out Laquan Treadwell. The, the official depth charge, but hasn't came out yet, but like I said, I am a, um, a Falcon – what do you say? A Falcon connoisseur kind of, of sorts. So I, I've been uh, keeping my eye on the swivel, and I've been looking at what's going out there in training camp, But Russell Gage is having a good one. And Matt Ryan is speaking highly of him. He uh, mentioned him in the same breath of Julio last year um, – last – they had an interview with him, so yeah, man. I'm really high on Russell Gage. I think he could produce and end up in that uh wide receiver three realm. I know Carlos said that wide receiver six to four about the he go wide, receiver. <laughs> yeah, I was just it was a troll, bro. Yeah, man, I like it, bro. Like, when you tell me that side about the end zone targets, like, I had no idea that he led them in end zone targets. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> even if Julio, you know, is hurt or he missed the game or something, like, you know, you still got Hooper out there. Was that was that counting Austin Hooper? Yeah, that's no, no, wide receiver. Wide receiver. Just wide receivers. I wanna s I mean Harris, I mean, uh Hooper might have been up there with him, man. Yeah, I could I can look it up, keep talking. But uh yeah, man, I like it, bro. Like he's you know, like you said, the vacated targets, plus his usage, especially in the red zone, like great sleeper man. Um I don't even think he's being drafted. He's not being drafted right now. He's be not being drafted, nor is Sanu. I looked that up too, so. These are two free players that you can get that you can, you know, use as bi-week fill-ins and injury replacements, and they can come in and produce, man, so I like that. And they can potentially become, like, just your every-week flex player, like somebody you know that can get you. All you're looking for is somebody not to lose you a week as a flex Exactly, player. exactly. Because you're hoping you got studs at every other position, so. You're hoping. Mm-hmm. Or you should have if you listen to the Fantasy session podcast. You heard. Facts, though. What was yeah, I supposed I to look up? though? I had a little brain fart. Um, Ooh. the red zone targets or the end zone targets between oh uh, you know, including tight end. All right, go ahead. But uh, so who who's next? Who's your wide receiver? Who your next wide receiver? Uh, no, nah, mm. I got I got a running back. So I split. Oh, it. I got on one, one, one. Yeah, I got one receiver. Oh. I told you my receiver sleeper. <laughs> so now I'm going to talk about my running back sleeper. Um, okay. Damian Harris. Uh, this is a guy we've brought up multiple times on the podcast. Um, he's gone at 907, he's ro- He's risen a little bit since last time we talked about him. But still, he hasn't risen high enough. Um, so, like I said, he's going at 907 as the 45th running back off the board. Um, he was a 2019 third-round pick. So, you know, not as high as first, but they did. You know, that's a high pick on him. A day-two pick is, you know, pretty good. So, Sony, we all know by now, man, that he hasn't really lived up the expectations, man. It seems like, I don't know if the injuries are, you know, starting to catch up to him, man. But he really hasn't produced. Um, he was the RB24, um, averaging a little under nine points a game last year. But with that being said, he was still somewhat valuable to people because he got 247, um, well, he got 267 opportunities, 247 attempts, 20 targets. You know, he put up 912 yards, seven touchdowns, but he only averaged 3.7 yards per carry. Um, So, you know, he still got a lot of his production was based on the value that he was getting. Um, Even in the Reds or in the end zone, um, he was top 12 in end zone carries and had six touchdowns from there. And 2018, he was top 10 in end zone carries and had four touchdowns. With him coming back from another injury like he had off-season foot injury that allowed I feel like that allowed Damian Harris to come in and pretty much just take over that role um Mm -hmm. he's beginning positive report after positive report um so far in training camp you got ESPN's Mike Rice reporting that he's pushing for the number one job um Phil Perry at NBC Sports Boston reported that he looks comfortable catching passes something that Sony has not really been used for and then you got a Greg I want to say (laughs) noted that he's looked sensational and makes cuts and has the vision that he hasn't seen in a while. He hasn't seen it in a while. Meaning he watched Sony Michelle last year. He ain't seen that shit. (laughs) Um, He also said he's a dynamite pass catcher out of the backfield. And he called him the clear breakout star of this camp and is the number one running back by far. So that's three positive reports, man, as came out, man. Um, We all know that the Patriots, Historically, have a uh, crowd of backfield, but what I think separates uh, Damian Harris from Sony is that the reports about him being comfortable in you know catching passes out of the backfield. Um, the last time he was, you know, we had a running back in a New England backfield was a uh, uh, Deion Lewis in 2017. Deion Lewis, um, he was uh, he was used as their early down runner, but they also evolved him a little more in the passing game. He had 36 targets that year. Two hundred fourteen yards out of the um as a receiver and three touchdowns, along with his one hundred and eighty you know touches, eight hundred and ninety six yards and six touchdowns. He finished as the RB twelve this year. So if they use Damian Harris more, like they use um, Deion Lewis, and I feel like top fifteen at least is you know somewhere that I can see him finishing if he's getting all those touches that Sony was getting in the past, and he's used more like a uh, receiver. So yeah, that's my uh, running back sleeper, man. Yeah, I like it. Um, but uh, so I definitely think if I had to like take a, a high draft pick on any white running back out of that backfield, it would still be James White because I think he's just his role is just locked into what he's going to be. But I definitely think after da- James White is definitely Damon Harris. Uh, just with all these reports, I mean, but there's smoke, there's definitely fire. I feel like it can't be this many people saying so much positive stuff about him and it not be true. So you know exactly. what I'm saying. So he's the constant, like he's going to get his James White. But, you know, like I said, in 2017, he got his, but Deion Lewis still was able to finish as a top 12 uh, running back. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. that's what I'm kind of visioning this, you know, backfield to kind of play out. You know, you still got Burkhead out there, but he's very injury prone also. So everything's just like clearing up for, you know, that path is clearing up for him to be, you know, to really return, you know, way better value than a 45th running back off the board. You got anything? And that's like- my sleeper. No, I can dig it. For sure. My running back, then, since we wrapping it back around, is Zach Moss. Uh, Buffalo Bills. Zach Moss, uh, the rookie that they just drafted. They drafted two rookies back to back now that I've mentioned it. Uh, Devin Singletary was drafted the year before, and Zach Moss this year. Frank Gore last year averaged 12 and a half carries for the Bills through week 12. Um, that's after. Oh. I can't remember what happened to him. Did they let him go or did Devin Singletary? I think Devin Singletary just took over because I didn't I didn't really look let at him it. go. They let, let him go. go. Let Frank Gore go? Yeah. Nah, he was still there. He finished the year? Yeah, yeah. He finished the year. He just, you know, Singletary broke yeah. out. So uh Frank Gore also ranked as twelfth <clears> twelfth <throat> in uh carries inside of the red uh inside of the five yard line uh, among running backs last year. Uh, combining that with Josh Allen's five touchdowns in the five-yard line, that leaves a lot of touches and opportunities up to up for grab for Zach Moss. Uh, combined with Devin Singletary being tied for third in the NFL uh, among running backs with fumbles, and we already mentioned he's still having those same fumble problems in uh, training, training camp today. While Moss has had zero fumbles his whole college career in three straight years over a thousand yards. Um, on the ground, the negatives w- that you watch on his tape is that he does lack that long speed that you want to see or that, like, quick speed that you want to see. But, I mean, he's been doing it. He's efficient, and we all mentioned that when we talked when we had the rookie running back episode. And I think, uh well, not I think, the only negative thing that has came out of training camp is that news that I found about earlier this episode with the neck injury, but Javar said it's all good. So we all know if Javar said it's all good, it must be. All it's all
1: good in the hood. Um, but, but yeah, man, all it, sides man. are
0: pointing to a positive, uh, positive out-of-training camp that's saying that he's adapting to the NFL in a great way. And I just think that his body frame more suits the NFL. And I know uh, Devin Singletary has that high elusive rating that we all love to uh, mention in the notes and in our um, Devin Singletary arguments. But at the same time, Zach Moss is on his heels. And if you fumble the ball, you can't be on the field too long. And he can't be in top three and fumbles again this year. And that's just something to look for, and yeah, you could probably get Zach Moss. You got his, uh ADP for Zach Moss? Uh, not right in front of me. I just left the website, bro. Hold oh, on, oh, no, right? actually, never mind. I never mind. Me never mind. So we should have got it. Uh, no, because I'm not the producer. Um He's going at 803 right now. 803 it is. So, that's so he's risen talking. up a lot, a lot. We talked about him. So, you know, we had a guest on here that talked about him earlier in the offseason, and he was going, like, in the 11th, 12th round. So, yeah. It's That's still late, play. though. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Great, a good, great, uh, good just, for somebody that can finish yeah. as a high in RB, 2 Exactly, man. Uh, I definitely love that, man. Like, you know, we talked – like I said, we talked about this before, like how productive he was, you know, um, in college. Elusive rating, high, yards of the contact. He can catch out of the backfield. He is a three-down back, man. And, um, you know, like I said earlier, cream rods to the top, right? And with Devin Singletary not looking good, you know he had all the opportunity in the world in, in camp, and with him not looking good, that's allowing Zach Moss to come in to take over. And another thing you mentioned, you know, you don't have that long speed, but Devin Singletary doesn't have that long speed either. Like he ran like a four six, I want to say, you know, mm-hmm. forty times. So he's, you know, they're both like those agile type elusive runners, man. Um, but it's looking like Zach Moss is a guy out there.
1: It's yeah. a lot. It's going to be a lot of touches go around. They want to play good defense, run the ball some. <laughs> And they're going to be in the red zone a good bit.
0: So, yeah, I like it. I think he could take – I think we definitely, like I have mentioned, I don't know if I elaborated on it, but Josh Allen with those five touchdowns inside of the five-yard five line, I definitely think he's going to have to see a little bit of touchdown regression with those rushing touchdowns. And I think a lot of those goal line touchdowns that were supposed to go to old man Gore could be going to uh new old man, Zach Moss. You know what I'm saying? Because he is a, a, a pretty much a fresh Zach, uh Frank Gore. Way for sure. Way he, like a, he like a baby Frank
1: Gore. A baby Gore. <laughs> a baby Gore.
0: <laughs> That's a new nickname. Baby Gore. <laughs> All right, so, Javon, who is your running back sleeper?
1: Man, y'all kind of put my guy down at the beginning of the pie. Oh, no. Yes, y'all did, man. Y'all hurt his feelings, but, you know, I'm going to lift him back up. You know, I'm looking out for uh, the boy. He played for the Los Angeles Chargers, Justin Jackson. Yes, he is. But Justin Jackson is going to it in a row if he can get his foot healthy. You know, I read all this before this. But if he can get his foot healthy and reclaim the um, role as the second back. But Jackson, he was less than a change of back pace role when Melvin Gordon was there and Eckler the past two seasons. But when given the opportunity, Jackson has displayed some explosiveness on the field and the organization has repeatedly said they're still high on him. With Melvin Gordon gone to Denver, Jackson will compete with Josh Kelly to be the number two running back for the Chargers. This leaves around 200 touches that are available that Gordon is leaving behind that Eckler, Justin Jackson, and Kelly can break up. Jackson averaged over five yards per carry in limited duty. With those many touches available and averaging five yards per carry, Jackson could become a good flex player in 2020. Plus, Eckler has yet to handle more than 132 carries in a season. All Jackson has to do is beat out the rookie for early down between the tackle work that Gordon left behind, and boom, he will crack some starting lineups as a flex play. His current ADP is the 194th player, so undrafted. And with the new role of up to 200 touches available, he should definitely outplay that ADP. So get this guy with one of your last picks of the draft in the Jordan value.
0: Yeah, I think minus that 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 injury that we mentioned earlier, but I think he could bounce back from that. Somebody that has to be the running back too. And I think he could get a lot of those goal line touches, even though Carlos did talk a little bit of trash on him. I have him on a couple teams, so and like Our bombs. And if Austin Eckler does get hurt, he is going to be the next one in line for to be getting those running back one type volume. So, I think that he's definitely a good sleeper. If not a handcuff, if you have Austin Eckler, definitely think you should definitely try to play with Justin Jackson in the redraft league and dynasty leagues, for that matter. Uh, even though I'm not a big like handcuffer, cuffer. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if like if like I mean, I was just being real, bro. Like you lo- go back and look at the numbers, man. Like he really just didn't do much. Like I don't know if they just didn't trust him that much. Maybe he's gained more trust, you know, this off season, but. You know, he's not just going to be given the role like he was given last year. Like, there's another guy in there that can possibly take that um, role for him. So, you know, we got a competition, man. We'll see. We're going to see. I was trying not to shit on him, but. Gonna... <laughs> nah, you well, know. Here comes come Lowe's with another That's second. what, fan- what fantasy about, man. You know, you got to have a little debate in there, bro. You know, you can't be all, yeah, man. I like it. <laughs> 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 and I'll be the first one to say I was wrong, you know. Royce Freeman, I was wrong. Big bum. Uh, anybody else got any more sleepers? I'm tapped out. He'd probably be like showing late to practice, and they don't even be noticing. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's wild. Hey, Another you know, Gordon, bro. Hey, who's this guy? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's wild. Waterboard's-, <loud>. Waterboard's
0: coming. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got it? you got any more sleepers, los? Because I don't. Uh, nope, man. That's it. The bar got any more? I do. I do have more sleepers, and they can be that's found cool. on our website. Because we have a sleeper, we have a sleeper section on there also. Yeah, I like that. Just waiting on one more uh, podcast host to make his sleepers on there. Um, and then they'll be up. And that podcast host is not me. <laughs> it's not you? Put yours on there? Yeah, mine's on there. Oh, your it is? Oh, damn. Yeah. Well, oh. I guess that's my fault then for not checking. I was to say because mine, I put I publish mine. Jokes on me, drop bombs. And hey, we're gonna figure uh, this thing out, but uh, yeah, man, that, that that brings us to the end of this uh sleeper episode. We're gonna drop you a quick breakout episode coming here real soon. And we um, uh, we already dropped all the rankings. We're getting ready for week one, fellas. How y'all feel, man? Y'all ready? I'm ready, man. I'm sorry, Let's more draft or what? Yep, yeah, you know, one more draft, draft that I know of, man. You know, it might be a couple last-minute drafts because I can't say yeah. no for some reason to, to drafts.
1: So. Nope, after this draft, I ain't doing nothing maybe but some, best Maybe ball, some but. best ball
0: drafts, That's you know what I mean? I just, I just, nothing uh, but best just uploaded ball. some, you know, just deposited some money in underdog best ball app, so, you yeah, You don't do don't – under- don't, be, don't be shouting them out. They ain't gave us no sponsors. But not, a sponsor, not a sponsor, not a sponsor. Underdog best ball, if, if you want the boys in the session to sponsor us. We'll be we'll be down with that too.
1: <laughs> you wanna do no best ball game?
0: Uh I'm gonna get into I love it. best ball, bro. Like it's right. it's, it's perfect, Especially bro. Especially if perfect. you think like you can draft. That's, yeah, that's putting so much time into this fantasy shit. Like this is also it's, it's a lead that you could just draft and just set it, in, you know, set it and forget it. Right. Yeah. But, but yeah, we'll man. get them in. We'll get him in there one of these days. We might we might get a little best ball draft going on in the next episode since so it's gonna be pretty quick with the uh breakouts. How about that? How about that one? I like it. Um, No, because I'm is like 20 rounds, bro. Well, how about no? <laughs> how <laughs> about we just tell you the results later? Exactly. But, uh, yeah, man, I think that's the end of this episode. Unless anybody else got anything else to say. No, nope, just uh, make sure to check out. Well, I said no, but then proceed to say something. But, yeah, uh, just make sure you check out our rankings, man. Um, <laughs> give us a follow on Twitter. Shout us out. Like and subscribe. Same shit, Gabe, same saying at the beginning of the episode. Just all that. Man, gonna all right, I guess to- you. We're gonna we going to try to get live up. one of these times. You know what I'm saying? Because we got to figure out a way to get the visual content out right,
1: there. You need to fix your internet. We can go live. For sure. That was
0: sarcasm by Javar. I, like I did get that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, real, man. They didn't get it. <laughs> They're probably like, what? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> he's talking? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Yeah, man, let's get out of here, man. It's Monday or Tuesday, one of these days. That's it, man. First of the month. Go pay your rent. Peace. Peace. Yo. Yo. Fish it.